is nothing that God hath established in a constant course of nature, and which therefore is done every day, but would seem a miracle and exercise our admiration if it were done but once. From John Donne, the English poet and preacher. Good morning, everyone. I'm Rob McCall. This is the Awanajo Almanac, a collection of natural and unnatural events, rank opinion, and wild speculation devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. And this is the almanac for the last quarter of the long night's moon, January 8th to 15th, uh, 2010. <clears throat> Some natural events for this quarter moon. Shortly before dawn, the day before 12th night, while walking through our little orchard, I saw an enormous and ominous dark cloud flowing from the north over the top of the mountain. It was like a great uh, gray river, very thick and like an old goose-down comforter thrown over the peak. And now and then the top of the mountain would uh, peek up out of the cloud and then disappear again to be engulfed in mist. In over 20 years of watching the mountain, I've never seen anything quite like this. And as the morning passed, the cloud lifted, leaving the heights, reflecting light like a delicate silver etching or an old daguerreotype. At noon, I headed up the mountain to climb that sparkling slope, and from the road I could see a clear curving line running east towards west all along the south slope of Awanajo. Below this line, the trees were their own faint natural colors, and above it they were spackled with shining white. I could hardly wait to get up there and see what wonders the dawn's great flowing cloud had left on our beloved mountain. At the top of the stone steps, I crossed over a magic line into a realm of mystery and wonder. I was surrounded by bayberry bushes, wild cherry, saplings, old goldenrod, all and everywhere sparkling with a fine hoarfrost clinging to each tiny detail of their surfaces. I touched the powdery crystals and took them to my tongue where they tasted cool and sweet. Higher up at the east cliffs and again at the summit, I saw huge old-growth fir and spruce feathered white by the wild weather, the working of the heavens upon the earthly heights. Much like this very week, 12 years ago, during the great ice storm of 98. Only this time, it was soft frost, not hard ice. For an hour, I wandered in wonder all around the whole frosted mountaintop and came down alive with amazement in the face of the great mystery from which we come, in which we live, and to which we go. The most beautiful thing we can experience wrote Albert Einstein, is the mysterious. It is the source of all true art and science. He to whom this emotion is a stranger, who can no longer pause to wonder and stand wrapped in awe, is as good as dead. Here's a rank opinion. So often someone says to me, Rob, I love your almanac, but I'm not much for organized religion. And I used to say, well, that's fine. I understand. I wasn't much for religion for many years, too. 
And that's true. Today, though, I want to say something more. I know real religions have their faults and failures. But greater by far are the faults and failure, failures of those who manufacture their own religion. Pharaoh, Caesar, Hitler, Stalin, Mao, Paul Pot, the Taliban. Christianity is a decent spiritual practice, though still needing a lot more practice, and it's better than none. Today, spirituality is no longer the private property of any religion. It has broken loose out into the free range and the public domain. No religion, no church, no priest, no person now owns it. But sometimes it needs a home. For many years I practiced my spirituality alone until the day it lost its power to heal me. It became too heavy a burden to carry by myself. So nowadays I go to the great cathedral of the mountain, but I also find it sweet to sit in the little church Pray and sing with friends who suffer the same sorry struggles, failures, and doubts I do through all the seasons, through funerals, weddings, funky Christmas pageants, good and bad preaching, and good and bad music. It seasons me, strengthens me, soothes me, and it saves me from trying to be the master of the universe, which I was very, never very good at anyway. I'll be gone one day, but the amazing ancient songs and stories and the sweet striving souls will sing on. And besides, they've got a lot of good old words and great old tunes. It feeds my sense of wonder in the presence of the mystery. And finally, here are a couple of seed pods for you to carry around with you this week. First from John Muir, The Grand Show is Eternal. It is always sunrise somewhere. The dew is never dried all at once. A shower is forever falling. Vapor is ever rising. On sea and continents and islands, each in its turn, as the round earth rolls. And from Mary Brown, you know you're old when you've lost all your marvels. That's the almanac for this quarter moon, but don't take it from me. Go out and see for yourself.